0: And welcome to Crying on My Yoga Mat. My name is J.D., and this podcast is all about building a community where, alongside amazing guests, we have real conversations about the low lows, celebrate the highs, and everything in between. I know what it's like to go through life feeling stuck and powerless to do anything about it. Here, you'll meet yourself where you are and learn tangible tools to help you become who you want to be, while honoring the journey. You've gotten this far, so let's keep going together. Take a deep breath, and let's go. Hello, and welcome to a very special episode of Crying on My Yoga Mat. This is a little bit unlike the other guest episodes that we've had so far, kind of a different format. I am introducing you to Ryan, who is my husband, Yes, usually I just call him partner. I think I've even called him boyfriend, but we done went and got married. Ryan works for a tech company out of Vancouver, B.C., and he is an Enneagram 5 and all around a really good guy. If I brag about him too much, you'll fall in love with him too, and I do not want to fight you. So join me in saying hello to Ryan. Hello, Ryan.
1: Hello. I am Very excited to actually announce our marriage and to, yeah, just be together with you on this podcast as well.
0: Woohoo! So for the listeners, the plan for this episode is we're going to kind of chat about the shit we've learned the past few years of being together. We want to get really transparent about some stuff because people struggle in the dark too much in relationships. And we watch that happen and we've been helped so much by other couples really normalizing the stuff that goes on in their relationships and their lives. So we want to pay that forward and we want to be those people and we know that some of our stuff is stuff that other people have gone through and some of it is stuff that feels unique to us. But there's a good chance that you are going to relate to a thing or two that we have to say and we'll definitely have some emphasis on the stuff that worked as well as the stuff that didn't
1: yeah it's been such a such a journey um learning each other and learning ourselves more and like we're super excited about like all the things that we've learned so yeah i'm uh, super stoked that we get to a chance to i don't know get other people excited about learning and growing and yeah just being excited about what the future has to hold
0: the enneagram five everyone <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny and I mean we may as well honestly start out with that because as much as you may roll your eyes every time you as the listener may roll your eyes uh when I mention that I'm an enneagram for Ryan and I really found it such a succinct way to describe our needs and the uniqueness to them
1: yeah I- I like, I'm not one of the people that really abides by like a lot of the personality tests or horoscopes or like other things that like people use to describe themselves, but Enneagram surprisingly is pretty accurate. It seems at least in our scenarios. And um, it is a very succinct way of being able to communicate a lot of like complexity about personality and both like, yeah, just boundaries and things like that. And like what your needs or desires are um, without having to have like a whole conversation explaining it it's just like no nope, this need part of enneagram four or yeah no i'm feeling this because my five i'm in my head and it's just super easy to communicate that way it's been super helpful
0: yeah it's been intensely helpful to just be able to look at each other during uh an argument or a talk and be like oh oh okay so you're totally in five right now what i'm looking for is four I'm like oh shoot okay yep mm-hmm Okay, I can do that. Okay, I'll come at it from this lens.
1: Exactly that. Like, yeah, just being able to call out the the like the needs, of the different type. It's just like, oh, yeah, okay, no, I know exactly what that means, and it helps me just, yeah, like I said, switch the the mindset, like switch the the point of view, so that I can just be like, oh, yeah, no, I realize what I'm doing is actually not beneficial at the moment. I can just change gears, come at it from this direction, and that's going to help us actually come back to common ground.
0: Yeah, and. That common ground is, it's, it's so funny because common ground is obviously what every relationship begins on, but somehow each of us loses sight of that a bit when emotions or like our adrenal systems are going.
1: Well, literally your brain, like your blood moves for di- to different parts of your brain when your like emotions are high. Um, like you actually don't think the same. So it's, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's great to have these little tools and tricks so, like that we can use to actually bring thought back into our mind when we're experiencing those moments.
0: I want to keep touching on that point of safety because one of the hugest things we've discovered very recently is, well, I mean, we've already known for a long time how important safety is to each of us, especially me. And what the recent realization was, was the fact that we've created more safety for me. And that has changed a lot. Like, it was actually a Mm -hmm. really huge domino effect in a good way, me having that safety. It really created a more firm foundation during tumultuous times. I'm able to be like, okay, well, I am not being abandoned right now. I am not being chastised right now. I am in no trouble. I am not in danger in any way. Okay. Okay, cool. I can continue a conversation here because I'm not in threat at all.
1: Yeah, knowing if you have safety or not, I really think is the, the, the deciding factor as to whether you go into like a feedback loop of negativity or positivity of like the direction of the conversation. Is like, if you don't have safety, then you're going to be more defensive because you're wor- Like you, you, you need to be defensive. You don't have safety. And so that's going to like have more aggressive reactions. And then the person that you're arguing with is going to come back even harder. And it's just a vicious cycle that way. But if you do have safety, when somebody comes at you uh, that you trust and you love Uh, then you actually like, wait, why are they doing this? You get to be more curious. You get to pause because you're not scared. Like you're not like, you know, you're safe still. So then that helps like diffuse the situation before it even goes anywhere.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's, I, I actually come to think of it. I think that's something that you had really longed for earlier in the relationship where you're like, we need to get to a point where, we can diffuse an argument before it happens.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I remember so many times where I I jump straight into like the points I want to make um, without going through the the groundwork of you're still safe. I'm not like chastising you. I'm not doing these things. Like I just like there's a like I have this point of like criticism or like critique um, or whatever, or whatever the topic may be. You
0: right. would kind of enter with the assumption of like, Oh, everybody knows that everybody's safe here. Everyone knows that everyone loves everyone here.
1: Yeah. There was those times like earlier on where I would work under the assumption that you knew like the trust I had in you and like, like how safe I felt in the situations so that I just like assumed you also felt safe. So I didn't lay a lot of the groundwork around like framing what I was about to bring up or like to talk about. So it would come as a surprise or a shock and and come across as an attack for you. But uh, like, from my perspective, I was just like, Whoa, I don't, I was just talking like I wasn't coming at you. Um, So yeah, just that, that difference of whether you felt safe or not, like totally changed the direction of the conversations we'd be having.
0: Yeah. I'd love if you could go deeper into the framework that you're discussing and like the groundwork that it, it takes to to make me safe in a, a conversation, let's say.
1: Yeah, sometimes it's like just even saying the things that you both already know, like, hey, I love you. Like this isn't, there's no like dire consequences to this. This is just something that's been on my mind I want to talk about. Like just like those kind of like prefaces um, just do so much of just like, mellowing things out and just knowing that it's not an attack also just thinking about how somebody like your, your partner like could receive what you're about to say like so if it is something that they you know they're sensitive about so like that kind of criticism just maybe what's that
0: i asked you a question about me and you've generalized it and you're talking about everyone
1: so exactly that so like jd likes to be special so generalizing it <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad thing that I should have put the groundwork in.
0: <laughs> and, leaving it. No,
1: not to generalize. I'm leaving
0: it in. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Uh no, literally though. That's that's a super important part of it. It's it's those random things of like knowing your partner specifically because each person is so freaking different. Um, like what Ryan needs and what I need are two very different things. He does not mind a generalization. Um, whereas me, I'm like, no, 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 no. Hi, my name's JD, your wife, but if we could go back to the original question, that'd be great. What are the pieces of groundwork and framework that you have found create safety for me?
1: So a few things that we've done or I've done is, um, well, yeah, the, the prefacing of the conversation is huge—not uh, just jumping straight into the point, but kind of explaining the context. Um, so I want to, from- I want
0: to, I want to go further into that what? because you and I have had so many conversations about what we're prefacing looks like. One example that I have that is me helping you preface, which I've really found a lot of comfort in, is I am someone who really notices body language and tone. And so when you come to me about something and you're like, Hey, I want to talk to you about something. And I'm like, is it about me? Is it something I need to worry about? And you're like, no, 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 it's, it's not. I'm like, okay, cool. I have no response to this. Cool. Let's, let's get into it. I have, I don't need to have an emotion here.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That's something I I would always forget to check is like, what you're perceiving if like I, sometimes I bring up really random things or I bring up like a, a news article. I mean, people that know me, I know I jump into random topics sometimes, um, but yeah, I'll bring up like a news article like, oh man, this thing really made me angry today. And you look scared. And I'm like, no, what? what? Not, not you, not you, not you. <laughs> it's the news. It's the world.
0: But then there's me who's like, I'm your world. So. Oh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, well, that's the thing. It's um, it's just knowing or like even just like being able to look through your partner's eyes and like put yourself in their shoes and just understand their perspective. Um, cause I mean, it really comes back to curiosity. Just like, why are they like feeling this way about what I'm saying? Especially when you're confused about why there's a strong reaction or like an, like an anger towards you, like answering that with curiosity is almost always the best way. Unless, unless you did something wrong, that you should know that you did. But, uh, <laughs> Like it's curiosity and just like coming calm and wanting to understand so often will just like uh, dissolve a miscommunication because it just gives an opportunity for like that miscommunication to be become transparent to both of you. And you can see what's wrong there.
0: Yeah. The background knowledge of knowing the other's familial situation, knowing how the other person grew up, knowing what their childhood quote unquote traumas are is invaluable because there are so many situations now where I'm able to be like ooh hi you're being this parent right now this is my internal reaction to it i am this age and this is what i'm feeling and you're like ah okay I see that. Okay, well, let's go a different route here. Or Like, let's create this safety first and then go another way. Because you're right. Like, a lot of the, the emotions that can catch a partner off guard are probably catching the partner who's having the emotions off guard, too. Or it's just something that's so written in them, they don't fully realize it's happening. You can definitely tell that I'm currently in the middle of reading the book, Emotionally Immature Parents. Um... <laughs> we're all emotionally immature and that's why we're all so fucked up
1: (laughs) yeah knowing that we're coming from a like we're all coming from a place of some trauma some hurts some like yeah just emotional woundedness um it just gives like just living with that knowledge and and learning more about your own wounds um gives you so much grace for other people because then like when somebody reacts in anger or frustration like so often it's like okay like yeah it seems like an overreaction but why is it an overreaction like what's what has this triggered within them that is actually touching on something that they've never healed from properly um so yeah just giving that ability to to dive in and actually meet somebody on a fundamental level that they may not even be aware of
0: Meet someone on a fundamental level that they might not even be aware of. That's really important for every interaction that we have in every moment of our day because that is the reality of it. Like we all know the various quotes of um, everyone you meet is fighting a battle that you don't know. Everybody has something from their past that is influencing what their actions and words are now. So usually I ask my guests what their crying on their yoga mat moment is or has been. But for Ryan and I, we've just done a lot of crying in a lot of places. It's not exclusively the yoga mats in this house that have had tears on them. It's been a really big ride. I know, Ryan, you're more analytical and it's been quite the experience for you living with one of the most emotionally charged people you've ever met and allowing yourself to dive deeper into emotion. You've always been a person who has like a lot of emotions and never shied away from them. But the depth that you've gotten to within us living together for the past almost two years now has been pretty intense. And I'm very curious your opinion on that or like what it's been like for you.
1: Yeah, I've never, I've never wanted emotion to be able to drive me or to like really drive my actions. I always want to take the, the smartest approach, the wisest, like, move. Like, I just don't like making mistakes. But I've always just wanted to make sure that I don't say or do something in the moment because of emotions that then I would later regret. But that has also made me well, – how do I say this?
0: It stunted you a little.
1: Yeah. Um, or at least, like, if not, like, stunted growth-wise, it's at least – held me back from fully embracing emotions in a lot of ways. So it's, it definitely dulled um, a lot of things and just made me not trust my emotions as much.
0: What made you not trust your emotions?
1: Oh, just that fear of like letting my emotions drive my actions.
0: Ah, okay. So you convince yourself to have a lesser emotional experience in the hopes of being a good, rational human being. Bingo. And then you enter into a relationship with JD, freshly separated, not a lot of accountability or encouragement to become more emotionally mature. And uh, eventually moved in with her.
1: Yeah, and look how well that worked out. <laughs> See, so I made made the wise decision. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but like, you went from this way of living into this way of living. What has that been like? What have you gained or lost from it?
1: Um, i w- I gained the ability to cry at any Pixar movie. <laughs> uh. <laughs>
0: If there is a spousal yeah. situation, a man with a child, uh... men
1: with child get me. Other things that it changed though, it, um, it, it made me a lot more self aware in many many ways. Because um, not only do you like we, we've talked about a lot of like your emotions, but because you have like such strong emotions and because you 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 felt pain uh, so strongly that it's it has opened your eyes a long time ago to see the pain in others in the world. Um, so that's why you're like, your sense of justice is so strong. Cause you see people, people that are hurting and you're just like, that sucks. That really sucks. I felt that like maybe to the same extent, maybe to more, maybe to less, but yeah, I felt that. Um, and so like being able to see through your eyes and like, see just like how many things I was, oblivious to like I heard people talk about it but I didn't understand like it just like like oh they're overreacting you know like that doesn't make sense like but the economy um (laughs) like I was just like all the other excuses for like why not to change things to make people's lives better um but then I, I I saw it through your eyes and it's just like oh I get it like I get why like like why would anything else be a priority other than making sure that like humans, people get to actually like have justice and freedom and, and like be provided for and have like a decency in life. Like why would any other priority deprive that of somebody else? So I mean, that's one thing I gained from moving in with you.
0: And I will very openly say that we've had conversations about the fact that that is a loss as well. It's Mm. really hard to feel empathy so strongly especially for you because you love to read the news
1: yeah it's the I mean if I'm going to use the the term woke um sometimes I wish I could go back to sleep (laughs) and just dream again um because I mean ignorance is bliss and all that but yeah it's, it's it's you know one of those things where you Put, put put the toothpaste out of the the tube, and it's you can't get it back in, kind of thing. So I wouldn't want to go back to being more ignorant. <laughs> um, I, like, I I'm glad I'm I'm more exposed and more open eyed uh, to so many things, um, but I mean it's it's just more responsibility now too.
0: Yeah, which I think helps us thrive a little bit. It's something that we've been able to. Become closer on because it's really powerful to work as a team against or for other things.
1: Being able to partner with you against things uh, definitely. It's, it's nice to know that, like, you're not alone in being up against these massive challenges and, and struggles.
0: Like, yeah. You have
1: somebody that's literally right there with you every day.
0: And we have absolutely had our fair share of struggles and ups and downs. And it's it's always really annoying to hear couples say that and be like, oh, it was so hard, but we made it through it. It's like, don't brag about it being hard. But at the same time, I personally really need other people to normalize the suck because It's really nice to hear other couples be like, yeah, the pandemic was hard and we live together and work together and I hear their voice all day, every day.
1: And you and I had just moved in together for the first time uh, in like like two months before the pandemic. Um, I had never lived with a roommate before.
0: (laughs) Yes, Ryan had not only never lived with a partner, he had never lived with a roommate.
1: Yep. Super cheap basement suite rentals. Such
0: a shitty basement suite. (laughs) Uh, While we were talking about safety earlier, we had mentioned the things that you do that help me to feel safer. I'm wondering what are some of the things that I've done that have helped you feel safe and have created safety for you?
1: Definitely. Uh so yeah, there's there's a ton of things you've intentionally done. So the the little things of I mean, what what we're talking about earlier with the prefacing, you do that for me as well, where we're just you're like, hey, going into this, it's not a big like it's not about you or it's not a big deal or whatever, like those kinds of things, um, just to set the tone of what you're about to bring up. Um the like if it's just like a topic that is something we'll need to talk about you you sometimes just go don't need an answer right now just get back to me eventually um like even when we're in person and stuff so it's just nice like especially when i'm working uh to be able to have that kind of freedom to process for a little bit before responding sex um
0: (laughs) can you elaborate on how sex makes you feel safe
1: yeah i Sex actually can make me feel safe because it's partly, well, it's like you being like, hey, like I trust you with my body. Like I trust, it's a very, I mean, it's, it's considered like the most intimate thing uh, that you can do with somebody. Yeah. It's just nice. It's, it's when like, it feels like we have the, the least barriers between us.
0: Well, it's it's the emotional intimacy for you though. Like it's the, like there's there's more. Why I get a
1: boner after after we like reconcile?
0: <laughs> you always get a boner after we reconcile. You get a boner while we reconcile. Correct. What what is that though? Like what is your body saying in that moment?
1: It's yeah. It's just like. It's when like, I, like, my defenses can be fully dropped again and it's just like my, my love for you is just like, ah, there it is. Like, ah, like it's literally like breathing air after being underwater again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, don't cry. No, I'm not going to. Uh, maybe later. Um, but <laughs> that ties perfectly into the one thing that we actually pre-discussed that is like, we were not going to do this episode without talking about this specific thing. And that is the biggest lesson that we've learned in our entire relationship.
1: Yeah, definitely. This is what really has been like the fundamental game changer. It's like what gives us the control to, to not have an argument or to like, just steer the mood of the household.
0: Yeah. Not have an argument seem strong. We're still working on it. (laughs) But it definitely brings the length of an argument down. To put put the audience out of uh, the waiting misery, it is dropping your ego. Now, this coming from me... (laughs) is a really hard thing to say i love me and i feel very entitled to every single emotion that uh comes upon me but this is this is it if you get any relationship advice from anyone in the history of the world i hope it's this
1: yeah drop your ego like take a chance to like just breathe for a moment and think through what is actually happening. Like, don't just react because that's how you want to react. Don't just like burst through that moment in like the first thing that comes to mind, but just pause for a second, think about yourself, think about your partner and just calm, like just breathe and just be like, Hey, what am I actually trying to do right here? Like, why are we even fighting? Like, can I just get to like, like, why are they like, why are they upset? Like getting back to that curiosity piece, just dropping the ego gives you the chance to under like, look at them in a new perspective and look and just be curious about them again, instead of just trying to fight and protect yourself because your ego is the one that is there to try and protect you when you don't feel safe. So when you actually are safe and you know, you're safe, you don't need that protection from the ego. You can drop it and you can actually meet your partner in those emotions safely.
0: I love the way that you describe it, because in those situations, you are definitely the type to look to the other person and make sure that they're okay first. And for me, dropping my ego means getting honest with my patterns. It means getting intimate with the inner child or inner young adult that's that's rearing themselves right there. It means being honest about the character that you have. And then it takes me out of like, okay, well, I'm not... As we were saying earlier, it comes down to like, okay, well, I'm not actually in danger here. This is even if I'm in the wrong, even if I'm being told that I have done something wrong, it's okay. Like something that I'm really trying to um, instill in our household is pass fail isn't really a thing. There are so many levels within those bounds. And we recently went to a local fair to celebrate my birthday And there were several things throughout the day that were just straight up bummers, like straight up bummers. But we were so good with keeping up the beat, with being able to bitch and then move on and have something exemplary to say about something within the next sentence and keep that energy up. And that's been something that's really... Benefited us is not letting an amount of time dictate the entirety of the time.
1: How your body reacts to to a situation or to what somebody says that's out of your control, like for that initial reaction. But what you do with that initial reaction and how you decide to move forward that is your control. So if you like, for us at the, at the fair. The best rides were closed. That was a bummer. <laughs> um, like, multiple of the best rides were closed. And then the um, next best
0: one was an hour wait.
1: Yeah. And so we ended up getting in line. Like, so, like, that, that could, we could have just been bummed out. We could have just moped around or whatever. Um, had a sour the mood for the rest of the day. Instead, we went on, like, the, the tiny kitty roller coaster so and loved it. Like, <laughs> so it's, like, how you get past that initial just like body reaction um is how the rest of your day is gonna go. Like you get to decide that.
0: Yeah. I really think it's important to to honestly say right now that this has been a work in progress. It still is for me My body and my reactions or my emotional reactions are so, so incredibly intense. You can watch it happen and it will take me under for seconds to minutes to literally days. And it's been a massive struggle for each of us because... It feels like an impossible balance to find of who has to drop the ego in which situation or who has to do it first, Um, especially because I've got some preconceived beliefs in my brain where if I have been wronged, the person who has wronged me needs to come to me and my perception of being wronged isn't always fair.
1: I mean, the, the thing I try to live by the most is the only person that you are responsible for is yourself. So you're responsible for dropping your own ego. If your partner doesn't, and they basically just continue into the fight or something like you're not responsible for them doing that. Um, so like do your part to try and make your relationships, make, make your day, make your, your conversations, what you want them to be. but. Yeah, just take the steps you can um, if you're not happy where you are. If things still don't go the way you want them to because your partner is not responding the way that it should be, there might be other steps that need to have have happen, um, but it's not on you to take responsibility for all of it. Yeah. Just what your part is.
0: An additional thing that's been massively helpful for us has been to do small acts of kindness for the other even when we're angry or even if our ego is still up or if the other person's ego is still up because sometimes when you're in a really depressed state um and I I I can't help you I've done what I can emotionally to help you I will go and clean the kitchen I will go and do dishes And when you come back out, whether that's to talk to me or to grab water or to do whatever else, you see those clean dishes. And that's one of your biggest love languages is that act of service.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, we're talking about that, that feedback loop again. So like you taking that act of service shows me love, which indicates that I'm safe, which gives me a chance to then drop my ego and come at you with curiosity at that point. So it's. Yeah, just like those small things can just be what changes the entire momentum of a situation.
0: Yeah. You have to have open and honest conversations in a relationship. You just have to. Like, it's absolutely the lifeblood of relationships.
1: If you want a healthy relationship.
0: If you want a healthy relationship. Having big conversations about emotions and about hard things wasn't something that came overtly naturally to you like you're definitely someone who's talked about emotions was raised in a house where you guys talked about emotions but um the level that I need to talk about things is a bit more confrontational than I think you were used to and it it did end up accidentally being confrontational and I was begging you to talk to me about things and have conversations with me, but I was not always creating a safe space in which you could do that. I would be telling you, please be open, talk to me about things. And then my responses when you did talk would discourage you. And I think that's probably something that a lot of people can identify with can you walk us through how you experienced that kind of like how your feelings around it were as well as the things that have assisted in that, uh, in that growth area?
1: Probably the the biggest thing there is like when, like earlier on in those situations where like I would talk and then it it would not go well, partly because I, I didn't know how to present things well, but also like, are saying like partly like your reaction would be very strong, and my initial response to it was of not feeling safe because I was just opening up and trying to be vulnerable, and then that it, I felt like I got attacked back. So my ego would want to protect me and everything, and my ego would actually almost scream that like I'm being gaslit right now, or, or like it's like all these things. Like it would make me the victim, um, and just make me want to put up a fight uh, to survive kind of thing. But what I've realized over time because of that built up safety uh, and like, yeah, you're, you've realized it too. It's been a a mutual growth thing is like dropping that ego and helps me realize like, okay, she's not attacking me or like what I'm saying is just the way I said it came across and ha- hit her in these vulnerable places and has like like the same way that i was feeling attacked she is feeling attacked and we're both trying to achieve the same mutual positive growth goal but we're like two little wounded animals that are like thinking we're hurting each other <laughs> um and because of that fear and because of that like defensiveness we end up hurting each other mm-hmm. so just realizing hey we're both in this together um, just like helped again, open up that, that door of dropping the ego and, and meeting each other in those pain points.
0: Yeah. I think something that's helped you as well has been the little moments of honesty, like the times where you're able to just slip in a, Hey, I'm feeling this type of way in this moment. And if I don't tell you this, I'm going to bundle it up Or I'm going to scream or like, I feel the reaction coming. So you need to know where I'm at because your honesty and like, that's, that's not even fully dropping your ego. That's just letting, that's just opening a window, just a scooch, which allows me to drop my ego because something that we've found is that I am a lot more able to switch on my empathy when I see the effect that i'm having on you and i've caused that and it's not a way that like i feel that you're making me out to be the bad guy and the monster then i'm able to be like oh shoot yep okay well let's 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 bring you safety let's make sure you're okay and then we can continue like the bulk of this conversation once that safety has been reestablished.
1: yeah all comes down to safety, all comes down to, I mean, yeah, it's just that loop. It's that entire like emotional loop. Um, We've talked about arguing so much, people are going to think, well, all we do is argue.
0: We live together through a pandemic.
1: We've quarantined together. Okay, fair enough. I'm sure many people relate now.
0: (laughs) We have been married for a week. (laughs) We've still got more to work on.
1: (laughs) Yes, we are very early days yet. This is it's fun to it's fun to grow with you on these things. It's fun to to look back on what we've learned, but then to be able to look ahead and be like, "Oh my goodness, we have so much more to learn, so much more to grow." Um, yeah, and I'm excited. I get to partner with you on on that growing journey.
0: Yeah, I we haven't even told people. Um, so the day that this podcast is being released, which is September eighth, two thousand twenty one, uh, we are having our adventure elopement. What that looks like is a bit TBD, so I'm not going to say it here because we're not going to jinx anything. I'm going to knock on a door real quick. We actually already got married in a forest ceremony on August the 25th, which was super intimate. It was just us, a commissioner, our photographer, her husband, and the random passers-by that decided to walk (laughs) right beside our wedding ceremony. If you have listened to the podcast kind of from the beginning, you'll probably know that I am actually divorced. As I said earlier in the episode, I was separated when Ryan and I started dating, even though, wow, we never gave backstory. Ryan and I have known each other off and on for 10 to 12 years. About a decade. About yeah. a decade. Yeah. But this is my second marriage. I was with my first partner for the bulk of my early 20s and that is a time where you do a lot of a lot of changing a lot of growing a lot of things get cemented into your psyche and your patterns and as we can see the marriage didn't work out so a lot of things got into my brain and my body that did not serve me or my partner or my friends or Anything along those lines. So this was not the easiest relationship to begin, especially for you, Ryan, who's like a analytical, man, I'm really happy with my friends. I got a good life. I work a lot. And then here comes chaotic as fuck JD uh, and just bowls you off your feet. And you're like, I must have her. And you got (laughs) me. And... Before I get Ryan to talk more about his part in it, uh, I want to encourage any listeners who are either in a marriage they don't think is going to go anywhere or in a relationship they don't think is going to go anywhere, are currently not in a relationship, who are older than they think they should be, and a single, and any of those circumstances, love yourself first. Make sure that the person that you spend time with makes sure that you love yourself and put in the work where the work is necessary. Look at yourself, figure out your value system, figure out where the work actually needs to go and do it. Put the effort in. The first year of our relationship was kind of a shit show it was it was good it was great we had wonderful time and love but like it was so tumultuous yeah (laughs) yeah yeah because I was still healing even though I was the one that ended my previous relationship there was still a, a lot of wounds that came with it but for you obviously there's a lot that you could talk about on this but from your perspective as this new person coming in to someone with a lot of what some would call baggage and pain what did that look like for you
1: um confusing a lot of times confusing uh it's yeah i mean when you're still trying to get to know somebody and there's strong reactions to things that you you don't understand why. It's a little confusing, but I always saw that like you weren't just trying to stir stuff or like cause cause like like there is pain there. And if I caused you pain, I was like, well, how like I I like how did I do that? Like what did I do? Um, I wanted to to know that because like like I cared for you and I. I wanted to to figure out why was this happening. Luckily, I I had that that curiosity uh, early on about like making sure I understood your pain and like what made you tick and things like that. The one thing I would probably say as like a piece of advice for anybody in in any kind of relationship too. Whenever there is like turmoil or arguments or whatever, and you look at that other person, do you see them? striving for better like do you see them wanting to grow there's going to be a lot of pain and like anger and stuff like that and because when emotions run high they run high do you see through that and do you see a person that like wants to actually be there and and grow and like move past the the traumas and the pains of the past even though they're feeling it right now because that's been like the the biggest thing for me i've asked to like yeah, you're the person that I want to be with. You're the, like this is the relationship I want to be in. Even with like any struggles we have, I see that you're always wanting to to grow and be a better person and um to be a better wife to me. Um and so that's going to get me through any argument we might have. <laughs> She's crying a lot right now.
0: <laughs> I'm not crying a lot, just a little. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it means so much when someone is able to look at you in your messiest moments and see the underlying heart that you have. That's that's the ultimate gift. Really is just to know and to be able to operate under the comforting umbrella of this person knows. That regardless of the tone of my voice right now, I tomorrow and in five minutes from now still want to be a better person. Like I want to make sure that there is not this pain point in the future. Even though it might be the most painful thing to try to drag me out or through something, your willingness to see it through because uh, you have faith in the fact that I'm trying to add good into the world and myself is, is massively helpful. Ryan is someone who really loves a good synopsis. So Ryan, do you wanna synopsize for the listeners and give a few action tips or encouragements?
1: All right, here we go. Here's a synopsis. This, this whole episode has been around being able to work with somebody like your partner or like anybody you're in relationship with, um, and go through the the harder parts with them. So seeing them for who they are, uh, know, like even when they might be reacting in a way that that doesn't reflect their normal self, um, and then just knowing that feedback loop of, hey, like when somebody doesn't feel safe, they'll get defensive, their ego will go up and they'll attack back harder to protect themselves. So if while you're at part of that feedback loop, if you can drop your ego, you can break that cycle and actually reverse it so that when you drop your ego, you're not going to be as defensive so that you and the person that you're with will both feel more safe uh, so that you're actually able to address the real point of the conversation, the real struggle in the middle of it.
0: Something that I'm realizing I want to add because I think it's super important is we talked about also creating safety for ourselves in that. That's something that I talk about a lot in the podcast. And it is extremely important here because we aren't saying here that you need to just lay and expose your belly and just allow your partner to walk all over you. I am someone who will speak disrespectfully who will have a crappy look on my face sometimes and the growth that has come from Ryan calling me out on these things and saying hey JD how you're speaking is not making me feel respected and or me going like hey Ryan like your face is some type of way the other day I literally said to you okay I want to hear what you have to say but I need you to take a breath right now so we are not saying just live and let live let your partner loose if they are disrespecting you, you need to create safety for yourself. So as lovingly as you can, preface, always preface. I love you. I hear you. I want to hear the emotions that you're saying, but you are causing me some emotions here as well, which is a really difficult thing to do in the moment, but it's, it's really valuable to do.
1: That's actually one thing we didn't talk about is you can actually repurpose your ego that's there to protect yourself. So instead of dropping it fully, you can just use it smartly in the sense of being able to communicate clearly, Hey, these are the boundaries I've learned about myself. You are crossing that boundary right now. This has caused me to feel that way. So like without even having to, yeah, like expose your belly and drop the ego fully, just be very careful about how you use it and make sure it's all about clearly and calmly communicating what you need in that moment or like what even even not necessarily what you need, but even just like where your pain is coming from.
0: Yes. It's so important to know yourself well enough to know where your pain is coming from and then be able to externalize that and voice it to the other person. Cause even if you know, if the other person doesn't know, there's not too much that you can do about it. Well, before we say our goodbyes, I want to acknowledge something that is really the lifeblood of this entire podcast. And that is the fact that Ryan works so goddamn hard every day at his job (laughs) so that we can have a roof over our head and food in our bellies. And he allows me to be able to work on this. This is my passion project. He sees that I'm trying to put good into the world And that's good enough for him. And I just think we should all say a collective thank you. Thank you, Ryan. You make this possible. So if you're listening to this and you have been helped even slightly by this podcast, that means you've also been helped by Ryan. Ryan, you are an amazing man. I'm so glad that I married you. You bless the lives of everyone that you touch. And thank you for bypassing your nervousness and coming on the show with me. And I'm going to convince you to do it again in the future. If you, the listener, enjoyed this episode, if you would gain something from listening to more relationship advice, let us know if you would like us to have Ryan back on the show. Maybe send me an emoji with a bearded man. So if you listen to this episode and you want Ryan on the show, send me an emoji with a bearded man and uh, I might just end up getting Santa emojis from people. Who knows?
1: (laughs) Uh, Thanks for saying that, babe. You're going to make me cry over here now.
0: (laughs) Quick, put the yoga mat under you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm going to see you in five minutes because I want junk food. (laughs) Deal. (laughs) Thanks, Rye. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it on social media. You can tag me on Instagram at mat so I can see what you're learning and loving about the show. Until next time.